0: So you hear the voice answering
1: to the
0: call. Yeah. What's the difference between a, an adventure and a misadventure? I guess it's just an adventure that goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would think this is, this technically would be a misadventure. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not like things are going
2: by plan. Yeah. But then again, well, yeah, it's an adventure in babysitting. So really, it is something adventurous happening while babysitting is occurring,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but it is also a misadventure because the babysitting isn't going correctly because usually your your children aren't hanging off the sides of buildings. Usually.
3: (laughs) We need to save this for for the podcast. He's recording. Oh, he is.
2: (laughs) I, 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 I feel, uh, you know, we, I think we just, uh, we just kind of walked into the show. So uh, we'll let everybody hey. know. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic and its misadventures. Uh, <laughs> the Karate Kid, one uh, misadventurous minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we have our, uh, uh, our friend Mel has been released uh, one more time, maybe two more times. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Fool um, you guys
3: for inviting me onto this mother fooling <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> Guess which version we watched? I'm so glad. I'm so glad because, uh, yeah. Uh, I, anyway, this is, uh, I, I should do the whole thing here. This mm-hmm. is minute 126 of the Karate Kid. It begins with the credit for production associate Kimberly Sizemore oh, and ends with the credit for Pan Flute, played by George Zamvir. Uh, of oh, course, nice. uh, we're not actually talking about those credits.
3: You don't want to talk about Zamphir? I feel like you already did. We did.
2: You did. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we gave Zamphir his due.
3: <laughs> that's enough uh, That's Zamphir. <laughs> yeah,
2: no more Zamphir. That's enough Zamphir for today. <laughs> I, don't know, I think
3: Zamphir should be a new swear word.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something you say like uh, after somebody sneezes.
1: Yes. Zamphir. <laughs> Zamphir. <laughs>
2: Thank you. This week, uh, if you've been uh, listening along this week, we've been saying goodbye to the Karate Kid and especially cast members we won't see again by spotlighting uh, other films they were involved in. So we had Billy Zapka on Monday, Chad McQueen on Wednesday, and we got to pick some gems, quote-unquote, from their Mm low-budget martial arts movies. But today, Mm -hmm. we're saying goodbye to Allie with an I by spotlighting the Oscar-nominated actress, Elizabeth Shue. Um, so there's plenty to pick from in her filmography The like this, like the film she was nominated for an asking for leaving Las Vegas, but I figured that'd be really depressing.
1: <laughs>
2: have you guys
0: actually seen that movie? I have not. Oh, have man. you seen it, Mel? Sorry. What? Le- <laughs> leaving Las Vegas? No, I have not. Oh.
2: She's already left.
0: Uh, so
2: <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> it, it, it's a good movie. It's just really sad. <laughs> it's about, Alcoholics.
3: about leaving Las Vegas.
2: <laughs> leaving
0: yeah. all that alcohol behind. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, of course, there's plenty of roles where she was the co-star, like uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3, Hollow Man, Cocktail. But I wanted something from the 80s, so we she's still our Allie Mills from the Hills. And uh, something she's the star of. And so I picked one of my favorite movies from my childhood, 1987's Adventures in Babysitting. Let's have a listen to the trailer. Meet
1: Chris Park. Getting ready for the greatest night of
2: her life. Hi. I got to cancel. Now she's stuck babysitting the Anderson kids.
1: Sarah. Mom got Chris to babysit for me. Chris? Chris? her brother Brad and his best friend yeah. who is this kid? stray dog take good care of my baby I'll guard her with my life what could possibly go wrong?
3: Chris I'm in trouble hang up and sit
2: down I'll be there in half an hour this is a
1: night when things go from bad
3: my mom's car to worse big city, scum sucker
1: too ridiculous wanna go to bed hey i like danger this is great you should try babysitting
3: this is only the beginning your friend is dead
1: chris can handle it sarah's probably hanging from the rafters by now sarah hold on I'm still in control here. (laughs) (laughs) You could say they were having a bad night. Any problems? No, not really. If they weren't having
2: such a good time, adventures and babysitting. You think your
1: parents will ever ask me to babysit again?
0: If they do, I'd ask them for a buck more an hour.
2: Okay, so funny enough. Wow, what a trailer! Yeah, right? (laughs) Funny enough, Elizabeth's top four on IMDb are in this order: Leaving Las Vegas, Adventures in Babysitting, The Saint, and then The Karate Kid. <laughs> hmm.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I I'm surprised The Saint places above The Karate Kid because I don't think anybody talks about The Saint anymore. Well, then, no. then again, probably nobody talks Is that the about. The
3: one Avengers with Val Kilmer.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Is that like a 90s movie or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm assuming Batman will be covering that on their podcast. So uh, <laughs>
0: they got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said this is one of your favorites from your childhood. Yes. Like
2: who, how old were you
0: and who showed it to you?
2: Uh, probably my parents. Uh, and I believe, well, in 1987, I was uh, uh Two? No, I was 12. Uh, I was going to say, Robin, I was five in 1987. (laughs) Uh, That kind of plays into this, though, because like if you haven't watched this movie, uh, listeners, this is actually a weird time to try to catch it on streaming for the U.S. It's currently on HBO Max. Uh, but then it's going to Disney Plus in June, and this movie is PG-13, and I know from the version that Matt and Mel have watched, they do edit a few things uh, uh, when it hits that service. And I'm assuming once it hits Disney Plus in, in the U.S., they'll do the same thing. Uh, one it's got like, to be the TV it's, version, it's, broadcast it's, version. It's, so, yeah.
3: yeah, it's weird that it was on Disney Plus here. Before like, there? Before you guys, but I guess it's probably all, like... Uh, contracts and stuff, but
0: I assume, yeah. But uh, oh. I assume the uh, the like TV safe version was recorded back in the day at the time because the the ADR like sounded like the actual actors. But yeah, maybe. Yeah.
3: And it it was like good sound mixing and everything, so. Yeah.
0: The only way you could tell it was 80 yard was their their lips don't match the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We,
3: w- we would rewind. By the way, we would rewind when we could tell, and like we would try to lip
0: read <laughs> <Try> to, guess, <laughs> to figure out what it was. Try to guess the square swear or <laughs> well, the we'll say was used.
3: And some of them I was able to Google, and others I, could just, tell I could just tell by the lips. Yeah. 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 So, you,
0: there's, there's... so you said that you've seen this as a child and your parents yes. probably showed it to you. I consider it a personal attack that my friends and family never showed me this movie, the delightful movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it before. Same. Nobody ever I... recommended it to me. Same. I love that you're like you
2: have this attitude like you've like you've just missed out. Like you I could, could have you, your childhood could have
0: been even better yeah uh, i you guys could have enriched my childhood if anybody <laughs> bothered to tell me about this movie i mean
3: never mind like bringing you to the playground or like you <laughs> know like doing fun stuff with you why didn't you show me this movie yeah
0: what in about adventures and babysitting
2: i mean honestly
3: <laughs> my childhood is ruined like <laughs>
2: okay. n- never
3: mind the, the love my parents showed for me <laughs>
0: they didn't show me enough they didn't show me this movie um
3: <laughs> it's never enough yeah
0: <laughs> I was always aware of the movie. But Matt's I, I in therapy figured...
3: because he didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, but even the cover art like, is... It's a movie for, like, my sister
2: or something.
3: Yeah, it sounds like something <laughs> yeah. she was like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the co- cover art is appealing because it's uh, another classic poster drawn by Drew Struzan, the, the guy that does, like, you know, the Indiana Jones posters and I believe I the, of the Star Wars. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Although it is weird. Uh, on the, the poster, like all the kids are wearing the correct costumes except for the fact that they decided to put Elizabeth's shoe in a skirt. <laughs> so yes. she's climbing up the building in a skirt and it's like,
3: uh, no,
2: I, I, I mean, I read up on it and they're like, well, we didn't have, we didn't, we hadn't filmed it by then and we didn't have it all nailed down or something like that. And I was like, no, you just wanted to have the girl show her legs off. So maybe mm-hmm. more tickets would sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so there are two definite uh, things they edit out of this movie um, in the Disney Plus version. And one, I'm glad about one. I'm mm. I, I'm, I'm not.
3: <laughs> I think I know those things and I agree with you. I think. Okay. I think. I'm not sure yet.
2: So I, I definitely <laughs> want to tell our listeners, like if you're listening to us in this podcast has just been released and you're in America, you can watch the actual unedited PG 13 version on HBO Max uh, before uh, June uh, 2021, when it'll go over to Disney Plus Plus and you'll probably get the edited version. But then again, I don't, it doesn't sound like they edit, uh, uh much, but a couple of language parts. So,
0: well, I wouldn't know. I'm not sure if I missed any scenes. So,
2: yeah, that's true. We will be going through the movie and maybe if you go, I didn't watch that.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, this is definitely the, uh, most popular movie of the three we've talked about this week. This was, this was released July 4th weekend in 1987. Uh, Three years after the Karate Kid, uh, it opened at number nine. Do um, you really? want to hear the movies that were ab- uh, that were above it?
0: That's, that's pretty bad, number nine.
2: <laughs> I know uh, the other movie that opened up that weekend was Inner Space, and that opened at number three.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but this was like a big Disney movie, so uh, you know a more uh, you know the live action release to like young adults and and adults kind of Disney movie, but. Uh, so number one, that, that, uh, that weekend was dragnet that followed by space balls, inner oh. space, Beverly Hills cop, part two, oh. the, the wishes of Eastwick, the untouchables predator, Roxanne, and then adventures in babysitting.
3: Oh my God. There's so many. Wow. It
2: was <laughs> a good weekend for movies. Yeah. 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 And, but I guess the, you know, word of mouth got around about the movie. Cause the next weekend it was at, it went to number five and that's where it peaked. Yeah, okay. Uh, it made uh, thirty-four million dollars. It's the directorial debut of Chris Columbus, oh, who, really? yeah, uh, he's just he was just known as a S- Steven Spielberg protege at the time, and he he actually helped with scripts for uh, and, and and or maybe just directly wrote the scripts. I didn't look too deeply into it uh, for Gremlins and uh, The Goonies. Uh, maybe you saw a Gremlin's reference in this movie.
3: <laughs> uh, no, but I saw several Home Alone references in this movie.
0: Well, that happens, yes, but...
3: <laughs> no, but still, like I could see like where he took some it's... of the gags yeah. from Home Alone. Well, like just
0: the style of film, you can tell it's the same director. What about yeah. the
3: car hitting the statue? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the long jockey. Yeah. That, that's, something like, that's his signature. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> director training. But yeah, he
2: went on to direct uh... Uh, the, the first two Home Alones, the first two Harry Potters, and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, and, and many, many others. But um, So, yeah. Okay. So, this is a Walt Disney movie, uh, but it was originally at Paramount. They actually wanted Molly Ringwald as the lead, and they were like, we're not going to make it unless we get Molly in it. So, it ended up being moved from Paramount to Disney. I don't you know. Maybe Molly's schedule wasn't free, or maybe maybe uh, Chris Columbus was like, no, Molly Ringwald, I'm putting my foot down. I have no idea. <laughs> She's
0: been in everything.
2: <laughs> Give someone else a chance. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they auditioned uh, about 150 actresses, uh, like uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, Jodie wow. Foster, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon Stone, uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Actually, it was down – At the end of the auditions, it was down between Elizabeth Shue and Valerie Bertinelli, and they decided to pick Elizabeth Shue. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like, Valerie Bertinelli, like, she was, like, the teen co-star in One Day at a Time, which was a sitcom that aired, like, I think in the late 70s. But this is uh, Elizabeth's third movie, uh, with Karate Kid being her first, and the movie Link being her second. And if this movie, Link was more widely available i would have picked that one (laughs) Mm. Mm. only because it's about a girl who gets a job helping an animal researcher who trains a uh, chimpanzee and his chimpanzee's name is link and he trains it to be his butler
1: Mm. uh
2: but then the animal researcher decides he's got to put it down and uh you know there's some moral complexities but the the big the big problem is that's when butler chimp goes crazy (laughs) Oh, so wow. it's it's a like rise of the planet of the apes kind of thing. <laughs> it's uh, like a monkey monkey shines kind of thing. We, yes, exactly.
3: should, We should have watched that movie. I,
2: I'm telling you, I was I was like, oh man, if this thing was like widely available, like Adventures of Babysitting
0: is. I'm glad but we can watch it. Monkeys Are Frightening.
2: <laughs>
3: they are, but sometimes they can be entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when are they not?
2: Mm-hmm. Um all right, so but I, I love Adventures in Babysitting. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I'm biased, um, but uh, I mean, let, before we get into the actual recap of the movie, uh, can can I get your your uh, overall Im- impressions? It, it sounded like you liked it.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, yeah, it was entertaining thoroughly. Uh, there was like no wasted scenes. Every scene was entertaining. Uh, the only qualms I have about it were the. The homophobia and classism. (laughs) (laughs) It's real scary in the city. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I really did not appreciate when they were like, we're going to the city, but what about (laughs) staying in the nice, safe suburbs? I was like, oh, come on. But
0: like everything's white all around you. Yeah, it's Mm. it's white and safe in the suburbs. But uh, I did appreciate that, like, despite how rough around the edges everybody in the city was a lot of them were uh, you know decent people at heart <laughs> right I mean, it really feels like i i can think back to like
2: 80s movies and any of them where it's like you have these people it's usually people leaving the suburbs going into the city getting into uh adventures or misadventures and uh, <laughs> um you know and usually uh everybody they run into is a uh, you know a person of color but yeah. you know it's it's up to the movie whether or not they want to portray them as a stereotype or as actual an actual uh, full fleshed out character um, yeah. so anyway. this had this had both <laughs> um so it, it, it is interesting to look back and go oh maybe hmm I guess, you know, but then again, here I am, uh, 12 years old, watching it in a suburb in Vermont. Uh, <laughs> How <laughs> so, dare you?
3: You should so, have went to the city to watch this.
0: <laughs> I just had no idea, you know. Did it, um, did it make you afraid of going to the city? What's the
2: biggest <laughs> city you, you would go to as a child? Uh, as a child, probably like Albany, New York, the capital of New York. Mm. Um, there's a whole like tri-city area down there uh Albany and Troy and Schenectady. And uh yeah, they're all I wouldn't want to be left out uh on the corner of oh. <laughs> any, any any place in there,
0: but I don't know. <laughs> the, the big the biggest problem I have with this movie is she should have ended up with the thief with the heart of gold and not that boring dude from the front. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah
2: yeah.
3: Agreed. I would I would if I was not attached and I was much younger, I would have totally dated that
2: guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you talking about Joe?
1: Yes. Yeah, he was <laughs> awesome.
2: McCarthy? I nice. loved him. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I definitely liked him too. Um, uh, all right, let, let's get into it because we're going to want to talk about each individual thing and uh, I've got all sorts of fun trivia to talk about. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. So we open up with a great spotlight on Elizabeth Shue uh, as uh, young Chris Parker um, as she's dancing around her bedroom lip syncing uh, and then he kissed me. <laughs>
0: Um funny 50s, enough 50s nostalgia was strong in the 70s and 80s.
2: Yep, that's true. Uh I, and funny enough, you know, her name is Chris Parker, and uh like two years later, she's gonna be playing Jennifer Parker in Back oh, really? to the Future 2 and 3. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh she's got a fancy dress on with ginormous shoulder pads. Um, she's looking forward to a special dinner, and of course, her boyfriend cancels. And he says, he, you know, she forgives him, but – and he's like, girls like you come around once in a lifetime.
1: Yeah.
2: Before driving off – Swoon. Yeah. <laughs> Before driving off in his Camaro uh, with So Cool as a license plate.
1: Gross.
2: <laughs> so did you notice uh, who is playing her boyfriend? Did you recognize him? Uh, I kind of did, but I
0: couldn't tell <laughs> from where.
2: That's uh, Bradley Whitford. Um so he's really great on the West Wing, uh, but you know, usually he plays like a real smarmy guy. He's uh, I that's like uh his classic uh go-to role. Um he I think he's most recently acclaimed at being in uh the movie Get Out. Have you seen that movie? Yep, I, I did. So he's the he's the dad with the beard and is like I would have I would have voted for Obama <laughs> three times or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I like remember that, that
0: line, but I can't remember what he looked like in it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's got like white hair and a beard and stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, funny enough, he was in another movie that was competing against Adventures in Babysitting uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, where I think he plays a uh, a frat guy that's, you know, a real, you know, jerk like this guy is, you know. (laughs) And uh, another piece of trivia the Camaro with the so cool uh, license plate that belonged to Bradley Whitford, (laughs) including the license plate. The license plate was his. Yeah.
3: seriously really <laughs> he thought he was so cool
2: so cool Or was
3: that like an ironic license plate
2: i, I don't know i have no idea but what a uh
3: lameo!
2: <laughs> it's just so funny that well who knows maybe maybe he thinks of it as a joke you know or thought of it as a joke you know then again maybe he could have he's still paying for that vanity plate to this day you know oh, um you know because it's funny how they like they they like comment on it later in the movie and pick on it you know and uh Yeah, if it was like my license plate, I'd be like, all right, you know, it's it's a joke and (laughs) don't have to pick on me.
3: Yeah, that's a convenient excuse, though. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Okay, so Chris is consoled by her best friend, Brenda, who is going through a bit of parental grief and uh, quote unquote jokes that she's going to spike her mom's tab with Drano. Her
3: stepmom.
2: Oh, it's her stepmom.
3: Yeah.
2: uh so yeah this is that's uh um did you recognize her
3: <laughs> she looks familiar but i i can't place her
2: yeah i'm not sure that's uh penelope ann miller uh she was in uh biloxi blues big top Wee, kindergarten cop uh the shadow uh lots oh, of kindergarten
3: and- cop we, watched, we that just recently. watched that recently oh there you go
2: who did she play, in play that? the girlfriend i think so yeah she was really? uh, i thought she was going to be like a teacher like, I, I haven't seen Kindergarten Cop in ages, but like I'm sure. Like the
3: that Arnold is,
2: like, interested in. Okay, yeah, yeah I, th- I think I remember. I remember. I think that's her, yeah. Yeah. Somebody Google and tell Mel. Tell it,
3: like, it looks like her.
2: <laughs>
3: I thought she looked familiar, but she yeah. looked different enough in this movie that I couldn't quite place her.
0: She's like Clark Kent with those glasses.
2: <laughs> it, it, you guys have seen Stranger Things, her. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, guys, that's you, her. You guys have seen Stranger Things, right?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. So I think of her as the Barb. The, <laughs> she bar- the Barb. Of this <laughs> She's movie. the
3: Barb. But yeah, it is the teacher that like Arnold is interested in. in ah.
2: Uh Both Brenda and who will soon meet uh, Brad uh, both wear letter jackets from Hemingway High, and uh, yeah, there's no actual high school named that, but um, this movie, the suburb part. Uh, it takes place in Oak Park, Illinois, and that's where Ernest Hemingway was born and raised. So, maybe huh. shout out to Ernest Hemingway. I don't know yeah. um, So we then kind of need... weird
3: to name. You... Sorry, no, for go, any, like 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 crazy Ernest Hem- Hemingway fans, but it's kind of weird to name your school after like a drunk
2: author. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. well, I guess there have <laughs> been worse names that schools have been named after. I'm sure, <laughs> especially yeah. in America.
3: Rude that. Um, <laughs> I think Hemingway had other problems, too, but (laughs) Mm. other problematic problems.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, Uh, So we then meet the Anderson siblings. We have Sarah, a roller skating devotee of the mighty Thor. uh, (laughs) And uh, Brad, who dumps noodles all over the floor at the mere mention of Chris Parker. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I love how obsessed the little uh, girl is with Thor. It's kind of random. It is
2: very random for that, for that era. Yeah. (laughs) Why? I will tell you. Yeah, I know out of all heroes, like the the mighty Thor, I will tell you that um, her love of Thor actually comes from uh, Chris Columbus. Uh, He actually wanted to be a comic book artist for Marvel, uh, but then felt it would be a real solitary existence like just mm-hmm. working on comic books constantly. So he moved into filmmaking, but you know, mm-hmm. he still has a love of comics. Um, he's always wanted to do a comic book movie. Um, but, uh, she also wears a gremlins backpack because of his writing gig on gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Brad gets really mad, uh, because Sarah used his clear uh, to paint a picture of Thor.
1: Okay. So was,
3: <laughs> Clearasil brown in the eighties?
0: I have no idea.
3: Because he's like, you're it, like, you're using it to color brown, and I was like, maybe brown? maybe it's a,
0: a component of cle- self mixed paints. I thought Clearasil brown. was clear. I don't know. You add, right. you add enough colors together, it always makes brown. <laughs> it's true.
3: <laughs> clear clear plus this color makes brown. <laughs>
2: I was, I was blessed biologically not to get uh, afflicted with tons of acne when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I'd have one sprout up now and then, but I never got like acne medication or anything like that. So I have no idea what Claricella looks like. I had
1: to take,
3: had to take acne medication, but I only like, I, I, like, I remember the dermatologist sort of like, stay away from
2: Claricella. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: <laughs> like I had to take the heavy duty stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, depending which version you watch, uh, Brad either calls Thor a weirdo or a homo. Uh, so I'm, this is that this is the change I mentioned that I'm glad they added it. Like, come on, you know, mm-hmm. because but it's like, go ahead. that
3: was so common in the eighties.
2: I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this was a laugh line for the eighties. This is,
0: yeah, like, for sure. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at them dying on the streets. terrible
2: (laughs) I just feel like you suddenly like it's so weird because she gets so mad that Brad
0: calls Thor home that's almost the worst part yeah yeah like don't you say that that's the worst thing you can be take it back
3: (laughs) I still remember like re-watching E.T. years later in the whole like penis breath joke like in the movie and I was like what like like, I was like I never I never clued in as a child that right. they had said that and you know i think a lot of those things slip by kids like you don't realize like
1: what, they are, right.
3: what they're saying or what the content of what they're saying but means. they absorb
0: it and then they yeah they, and then they then think then
3: it's they, so, they think it's normal take it to yeah. the
0: schoolyard and start calling it yeah. right themselves.
3: yeah and they don't even know what it means <laughs> yeah.
0: right there's an
2: implication to penis breath but i'm sure when i was a kid i was like oh down there smells so your breath smells <laughs> yeah, you know
3: exactly yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah uh and it's like yeah all of a sudden, this adorable little child is so mad because you know how dare you call the mighty Thor uh, gay, you know, and, and and um uh and it's funny because in the uh in the edited version, the one you guys watched is he calls him a, a weirdo, and so it's even more funny that this little girl, like, how dare you call him a weirdo? <laughs> He's not a yeah. weirdo
3: at He's that point they made, it, they made it so pure at that point it was like oh like that kid like i wouldn't have known any different but matt noticed the uh the lips not matching so yeah you
2: know. uh sarah is played by maya bruton uh maya was actually in back to the future uh she played lorraine's little sister sally oh. uh in the when he goes back to 55 uh so therefore in back to the future 2 Chris Parker is dating a guy whose aunt she used to babysit. Whoa. <laughs> I had to write that out to keep that straight in my head. <laughs> cool. mm-hmm. She also was in Parker Lewis can't lose as Parker's little sister, Sherry. So she's, she did, she did great little sister when she was, when she was yeah. younger.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she does She's not really into business anymore um and i will say the homo line is even more strange now because uh maya grown up is uh in a in a gay relationship so she's married married with two kids (laughs) exactly it's just like i'm sure she kind of like is irritated by that the fact that she had to say that uh and then we i also want to mention brad's played by keith coogan um who was in? I guess in the Waltons. He he played. He voiced uh, young Todd the fox in Fox and the Hound. Um, wow. And strangely, a few years after Adventures in Babysitting, he appeared in another movie called Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
0: Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> which I've seen. The <laughs> tragic He really didn't like being rejected for the uh, <laughs> the frat yeah. guy. I killed her. <laughs>
3: it's, it's the unofficial sequel.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's was also in another movie I like called Toy Soldiers. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. But... I think I did. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Sarah delights in embarrassing her brother over his huge crush. And Brad constantly fails trying to look cool in front of Chris. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, after the parents take off, we're introduced to Brad's uh, best friend, Daryl, who is your classic sex-crazed annoying 80s teenager. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And he has a Playboy where the featured centerfold is an exact duplicate of Chris. (laughs) And is Anthony Rapp also gay? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, Anthony Rapp plays Daryl, and uh, yeah, he had to dye his blonde hair red. Uh, I I guess they didn't want him confused with Anthony
0: Michael Hall. (laughs) I was going to say he's playing Anthony Michael Hall. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) He basically...
2: So, yeah, then he got he got really famous later in life uh, playing Mark uh, in the Broadway musical Rent. And uh, then he went on to play Mark in the movie and the movie was directed by Chris Columbus. Oh,
3: <laughs> that's it, fun. it
2: all comes back to adventures. You don't understand there's a whole thing going on. This whole game in Hollywood It's everything kind of branches out from adventures and babysitting.
0: Wow. I, I noticed he's also got Johnny Lawrence's exact hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the sheet he's got the sheet of hair coming down over yeah. his yes forehead that's great uh he's also great as uh tony
2: in dazed and confused and uh and of course playing uh lieutenant stamets in
0: uh star trek discovery uh these days nice uh, you guys watch that no i've seen like one episode because oh, my oh, really my good. friend my friend's cousin was in it oh nice uh, she played uh the robo lady your
2: friend's cousin played the robo lady.
0: Yes. I got to think a, of who that is. She's like half robot. She got in the episode we saw, she got like taken over by something and then she died. Sacrificed oh. herself. Died. Spoilers. <laughs> I think she's back now. I don't
2: know. OK.
0: <laughs> I'm going to look it up. But no need to I believe you don't remember this character. There's uh, nobody, I, I, nobody else I, looks I have, like her.
2: I have a terrible memory. So <laughs> I'm like, sure, sure. It's so funny. Like, I'll watch a TV show, and I'll be in it, and I'll remember things in it while I'm watching. I'm like, oh, yeah, that remind- that that's what happened. That-. And then somebody asked me about a TV show, like a, uh, like, a year later, and I'm like, I don't remember watching that. So... Uh, Arium. Arium. Oh, yeah, Arium. Okay, so let's move on.
3: Um, so- <laughs> Robin just gets men in blacked every time. Like, <laughs> when watch something, someone just <laughs>
2: i turned the tv off when i click the remote the light goes off and i completely forget what's going on
0: (laughs) where'd that hour go i just watch uh
2: i do want to mention this is a little cringy but um anthony Rapp is 15 years old right now uh in this in this movie not right now in this movie
3: (laughs) right now he never aged
2: Uh, this is also the age uh, that he was at when he was uh, allegedly, I'll, pl- I'll plug in the word allegedly, uh, sexually assaulted by a 26-year-old Kevin Spacey yeah. uh, while they're Broadway together. So it does make me feel like, oh, man, look how little he was, you know, and that's, oh, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, you know, F you, Kevin Spacey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, soon enough, Chris gets a call from Brenda, uh, who is at the bus station, terrified first by an old guy. Uh,
0: the, get, the, sh- the shots of the guy with the gun. The with the gun. Just <laughs> grinning and flashing the this gun.
3: Whole, this whole section was amazing. Just, like, the guy being like, you're in my home! <laughs> and- (laughs) Flashing the gun, not once but twice, and smiling, and smiling creepily. It was the best. Like I almost, I almost choked on my coffee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is where I, I like wrote. I was like, this is the first of many instances where the city is shown as the scariest place you'd ever visit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say there are no scary parts, and uh, I will also say that the first two scary parts are by white men. So. Yeah, uh-huh. they, I don't know. Uh, they try to mix it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, back at the house, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it's uh, this weird thing that was. Did you, were you watching the TV at all that they had on in the background?
0: Yeah, it sounded like it was the soundtrack to Halloween, but that was definitely not what was on the TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. The first time you
2: see the TV, it's just you can hear it. Dun, 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 <laughs> you know the, ding, the score. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding. <laughs> and on the tv is a western <laughs> and then they, then you show that then they show the tv again and it is it was like michael myers attacking laurie strode but you hear like hey pa you know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so whoever was working the sound got those two uh cues mixed up i think yeah
3: <laughs> halloween on the range
2: <laughs> <laughs> i will say that the reason why halloween is in there is um uh, because oh, so it
0: actually is. I thought it was just a sound alike, maybe.
2: No, no, it was. It was. It, it's, they had the sound of Halloween in one scene. They had the picture of Halloween in another scene. Huh. But um, it's because uh, Deborah Hill co-produced this movie, uh, huh. and Deborah Hill also created uh, Halloween with John Carpenter. So. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So on the b- expressway, we learned that Daryl was the victim of bullying by Chris's boyfriend and that Sarah is excited to go to the city because that's where all the superheroes live. One second.
0: Is Deborah Hill related to Walter Hill? Jeez, I don't know. OK, because Walter Hill's the guy who did the Warriors, right? And there's like a Warriors reference later. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Chris tells a scary story about a babysitter being chased by a man in a hook. And then they get a fat, flat tire, and we meet the tow truck driver Pruitt, who actually is a scary guy with a hook.
3: No, he's delightful. He's <laughs> so sweet.
0: But At he first. scares them so much. <laughs>
3: no, he's sweet to them.
0: Yeah, he's sweet to them. He does the right thing to that w- For them, them, yeah. Well, until he starts shooting in their direction. Yeah, yeah, but I,
3: he he doesn't mean to.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: anyway. Uh, <laughs> I I do want to know. There's a, there's a few really cute moments with Sarah and I you know I think I was like right around the same age as uh Sarah Sarah's maybe a little younger than me but I was like you know I I I loved anytime there's like a comic book reference or Sarah is doing something that sounded like she was imbued with Thor's powers because she goes everybody stay behind me yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> and Pruitt has this great like laugh and uh and then he says you kids must be from the suburbs so yep. how could you tell yeah Um, Again, I don't know. In the defense of this movie, it's like, yes, of course, there are some uh, extreme one note characters that, uh, you know, kind of uh, make it seem a little bit too ridiculous to think that the city is populated with people like this. But also we have characters like Pruitt, like going, oh, you guys are frightened to death. But, you know, it's obviously because you've never been to the city before. You don't know what you're what you're getting into. So. Mm
3: I I always hear of, of stories of people going to, like, a big city for the first time, and they'll end up in, like, a bad part of town. And I've heard so many stories like that of people being helped out of that area by people who <laughs> live in the area. You're going to want to go. I don't know. Like, I've heard more <laughs> stories like that than horror stories of, like...
2: Most people are decent.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway.
2: I, I will say it reminds me of a time when um, I, I, I I was going to a friend's uh, place in New Jersey. So I took a bus all the way down, um, and I got off at the wrong stop. And it was not where I was supposed to be. It, it, I was supposed to be, like, go to like Woodbridge, New Jersey, and I ended up being dropped off in Newark. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't know how this happened. but um, uh, And then I was just like standing on this corner. I'm like, when the next Did bus comes. I'll... Jay and Silent Bob? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But I will say that as I was standing, it was like in the middle of the night, I was standing there waiting for a ride. I was actually waiting for my friend to come pick me up because she was like, You got up where? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, as I was waiting there, I did hear from like across the street people like <laughs> just like laughing. Like, you know, <laughs> just, they knew, they like, knew nothing happened, happened the you made. But they just knew that I was some idiot that got dropped off and clearly didn't have any idea. But I got picked up and everything was okay.
3: (laughs) A similar story happened to us. Sorry, it won't take long. Um, (laughs) Where we, when we went to um, Vancouver for the first time, we were just like, we were just like tourists, you know, never been to like that big of a city before. And we're just like walking around. And then we're like walking around. We're like. Oh, like these buildings kind of look run down. It's like in the
0: middle of the city. We crossed an invisible barrier. And then there was one, like a, there one was street like, to another.
3: Yeah. And then there was like a guy like just like talking to himself, like people like shooting up in like cor- dark corners. We were like, whatever. Doo-doo-doo. Anyway, these, this, these two cops come up to us and they're like, you guys don't belong here. Like you need to leave.
0: <laughs> it was literally like one street over from the nice looking street. <laughs>
3: I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> do,
0: do 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 back the other way. <laughs> That's
2: how so many different countries and cities are filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walk a walk a block away, and suddenly you're in, and it's just a different. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how they built that. Built it to be like that. I don't know. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris suddenly suddenly realizes that uh, Pruitt's a nice guy, but uh, she doesn't have any money, so he actually offers to give them a ride, and to buy them a tire. So yay!
3: That's super nice! <laughs> nice guy.
2: Uh, but on the way to the garage, Pruitt finds out his wife is cheating, so he drives like a maniac to, the, to, to his house, knocking over the lawn jockey. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, and then he goes in, and he just starts shooting up the place. And, <laughs> of course, Sarah is delighted by this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so with bullets flying, they go... Uh, to hide in the adulterer's car, which isn't getting bullets shot into it. Uh, but then discover that somebody else is stealing it. Uh, and we meet uh, Joe Gipp. Uh, and who,
3: the best yeah. character in the whole movie.
2: <laughs> nice guy. He's an honorable car thief. Uh, yeah. But I, I will say like...
3: He's like, like Aladdin <laughs> in modern times.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do I will say like he's like I'm not going to leave you in this bad neighborhood. I'm going to take you to the safer place. The chop shop I work for
0: where clearly nobody should know the whereabouts of. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was just too optimistic about the uh how his his cohorts would react right. to people who were in trouble and need help. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't uh, know how bad just, they were. He's
3: just young himself too though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the kids
2: do say like, "Oh, this is so dangerous," and Joe's like, "I like danger," and Chris just says, "You should try babysitting."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so Joe ends up getting reprimanded by his bosses. We get we meet Grayden.
3: Reprimanded. <laughs> okay, He's around. In the around. <laughs> He's robbing.
2: We also meet. How uh, do you reprimand your children? <laughs> yeah. Uh, case, I'm gonna
3: reprimand you. Oh God. <laughs>
2: yes. They need to be corrected. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, and we also meet a uh, uh, bleak, who's the scary older guy, who's the boss of it all.
0: Uh, right, recognized immediately, and then we're like, "Where have we seen him? Where have we seen him?" And we looked him up, and looked him up, and looked him up, and it was from one single scene in Home Alone Two. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he plays the cop in the car, and Catherine O'Hara comes up to him and is like, my, "Help me find my son." <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even, I, I looked at his IMDb real quick and I didn't recognize anything. He's been I mean, in
3: so much stuff, though. Yeah. Like, he's, like, totally, like, a character actor for just, like, TV and stuff.
0: For yeah. The yeah. But he, he reminded me of Lawrence Fishburne
2: a bit. Oh, you're talking about Graydon, not Bleak. Bleak is the... <laughs>
0: oh, okay, okay, guy. sorry.
2: Yeah, Graydon i I've, yeah, I've seen him in tons of stuff. Um, yeah. So who's Blake? The older Blake. guy? Bleak is the older guy. Bleak. Okay. The guy that... Things are looking looks-
0: bleak.
3: He looked like, what did I say? He looked like if, like, Steve Buscemi and Gilbert Gottfried had a child. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's, he sort of reminded me of Lance Henriksen, too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was getting a little Harry Dean Stanton from him. I don't know. All
3: yeah.
2: those guys mixed yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. those guys had a baby wonder. together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brad tries to shake everybody's hands and asks, uh, basically, if they could leave. <laughs> but they end up getting locked in the, the office because now they know the hideout um meanwhile brenda uh gets her glasses stolen by a bag lady uh so she's now of course wandering around the bus station like velma
3: (laughs) yeah um i just couldn't believe that she was like she picked up those glasses like i know when i pick up matt's glasses (laughs) i instantly know they're not mine (laughs) and they're not even that different from mine like they're like about the same shape and size but i just (laughs) you know you just know when you wear glasses so yeah yeah it wasn't believable
2: uh um, in the office uh daryl ends up stealing bleak's playboy which uh bleak apparently decided to write all his plans down on the centerfold
3: how responsible
2: <laughs> yeah he was a notebook man
3: yeah
2: um and then they escape from the office by balancing on support bleak beams they kind of climb up through the ceiling and balance and I we thought get something
0: in... more dramatic and uh, dangerous was going to happen but it... no they just knock some rust into some guy's coffee (laughs) there's there's (laughs) a big old chain hanging right there I was like they're gonna knock that chain down
3: my favorite part of this whole scene was Joe just kind of looking at them like hoping that they would make it across not saying a word just kind of like silently cheering them on I just love him
1: (laughs)
2: Well, I, I obviously, I, I love Sarah, and I, we get another great Sarah moment here where Daryl is super upset about this whole plan, and Sarah says to
0: him, I won't let you fall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's so
0: heroic. I was so sad she never got to hit anyone with her hammer. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's true. Uh, also, we also get, oh, sorry, my other favorite part of this scene is uh, when, uh, what's his name again, Grayson? Graydon. Graydon. When yeah. he's like, when he's like, when the other guy asks him, he's like, where's, go get my, where's my Playboy?
2: And he's like, uh, I had to use it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. oh, uh. <laughs> That's my thing. I know. So why is it that when Chris Parker gets out of the the car, like, nobody is like, what, Miss March? <laughs> Especially graded <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> like, the whole rest of the movie, that happens, but not yeah. here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, and, and also it's funny during this, we get, you know, as they're balancing on the beams, we get a quick shot, a quick scene with the parents, uh, who mentioned like, oh, I'm sure Sarah's hanging from the rafters by now. <laughs> uh, how clever. so the kids escape and they get chased to the silver dollar room, uh, where they end up on stage. And, uh, so <laughs> the entire club falls silent. Uh, It kind of reminds me of uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, (laughs) just like the entire room looking at this one person, just like and uh, so they try to go. But the singer, Albert Collins, uh, tells them nobody gets out of this place without singing the blues. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I love I love that that's a condition of that (laughs) or that band. Like what a delightful man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is a real, this guy's playing himself. It's, uh, Albert Collins, uh, big time blues guy, uh, known as the Iceman and the master of the Telecaster. Uh, <laughs> I actually read up on him. Uh, he's got quite a history. Uh, but like, I found this great story where he was playing at an Austin blues club one night and mysteriously, like in the middle of his so- solo, he kind of ends up like leaving the stage. And so the band just keeps playing on without him. And a few minutes later, he comes back up to the stage and picks right up where he left off with this guitar solo. And then maybe like 20, 30 minutes later, a delivery guy shows up with a pizza that he <laughs> wants to order.
3: <laughs> 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 he, just, he just got he got snacky.
2: It's like just playing away and just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you love it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this
1: guy.
2: Uh, All right, so I did look um, – I heard some uh, accusations of uh, some racism uh, got raised at this time.
0: Uh, At the uh, time the movie came out?
2: Yeah, yeah, in the July 12th, 1987, L.A. Times article, uh, they were talking about how uh, the character's fearful response to black city dwellers portrayed in the film seemed to mirror the filmmaker's naivete. And then the Detroit Free Press uh, uh, piled onto it and said that the – the film's apparent theme should, is white kids should remain in the warm, velvety womb of the suburbs when they enter the city, they encounter terror, mostly coming from one-dimensional blacks. Uh, and so in the response to uh, those accusations, um, Albert Collins' manager uh, wrote, a, wrote a letter to the LA Times stating that both he and Collins believe the movie depicted race relations in a positive light, pointing out that Collins' character, a black blues singer, protected the protagonists from their pursuers, both white and black, mm. by stopping them on stage and demanding a performance. And uh, he said also the, the filmmaker's choice to hire, hire Collins in, in a backing band of real Chicago blues music, musicians instead of actors is an example of uh, the filmmaker's good intentions. So...
0: I mean, it's like it's true that like they keep running into these people of color and being like ah, and, but, <laughs> they, but then they usually turn out to be good people. So, but
3: I mean, like they they uh, they have that reaction towards anybody that they come across, like even that trucker at the first, like yeah. they were like ah, yeah. and then he turns out to be a great just, guy.
0: Yeah, it's just people in the city. They're afraid <laughs> yeah, <of. laughs> I think they're
3: afraid of the city and. I mean, I With think, sure that, I think that the movie, you could argue that the movie is kind of like a lesson in, like, you don't...
0: Don't judge a book by its cover.
3: And you don't need to be yeah. scared of the city. Like, it's just that maybe it's a little bit rougher around the edges, but there's still good people there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they can
2: still be good, you know? So, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Anyway.
2: Right. And There's you know, good
3: and bad people everywhere.
2: There are. And yeah. it's not like they were always... Uh, fearful. They also like tried, like Brad trying to handshake all everybody at the chop shop. like Yeah, yeah. Like I'll just give him a chance, sure. Yeah, like just, I don't
3: know. Yeah. It, the, I could see that the movie ha- had good intentions.
2: Like. Yeah. Role. Yeah. Um, unless you're you know, Yes. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't uh, very good. No, no,
3: that wasn't. Uh, good. <laughs> they were probably like one thing at a time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, I, you know, some of the reactions that uh, the audience members have, I'm like, that seems stereotypical to me. But then again, like, I don't know if that's something that, you know, I, it's it's not my place, I guess, to kind of judge whether.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't know if they were given lines to be like, that's right. Or like, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Oh,
1: like she's bad.
0: Yeah, like it, it, yeah. like he could have just said, you know, just. Now, now you're enjoying the song, and then just yeah, react. React. we don't know, like, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no, I don't, you know, I didn't see any stories coming out from behind the
2: series where they were like, act more black or yeah. act more like street or something. You yeah. know, I found this whole scene just delightful, and this is back in uh, my early. She
0: say, who's she to say I can't sing? Come on,
2: <laughs> she's she's she can definitely sing. Yeah. Um, Back in back in the old but days I mean... when I used to uh, 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 play movies and love like musical sequences, and I put like a my boombox up to the TV speaker and record, I definitely had what's a, a recording of babysitting. <laughs> so, what's, so, a, so what's a boombox? It's a box that boomed. Uh, you had a tape player in it, two speakers. Put it on
0: your shoulder. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm confused, Robin.
0: Well, <sighs> no, don't act young. You're, you're old. Like <laughs> um,
3: I'm almost forty. I know what a boombox is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah I, I i had babysitting blues i'm sure i had johnny be good from back to the future I, like i would constantly record like musical se- yeah, sequences from movies i just yeah. love them and not like musicals but like just musical sequences like this yeah, so nice. sorry what, what were you gonna say Mo? i
3: was just questioning how old you were <laughs>
2: no no i interrupted you before i that. don't remember it's, you it's, forgot it's, she interrupted you first yeah Did you put it's, my tv remote up
3: either way you ru- <laughs> yeah. either way you ruined it
2: robin
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right so uh any more thoughts on the babysitting blues you guys well, so it's it funny how,
0: how how quickly it comes together uh, yes
3: yeah <laughs> it was hilarious yeah
0: yeah there was even some choreography with the tapes.
3: <laughs> yes i know
0: uh, I don't know, I
3: it's, not, this... it's not too hard to like write a blues song. Well, it's probably hard, but like, right. You just gotta be like, this happened to me today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the easier,
0: yeah. one of the easier <laughs> types of music to improv. Yeah. <laughs> I remember
2: I, I, I wrote a blues song for English class and what they oh, had no. to do, do something creative inspired by the book that we read. And I, I read the book, a separate piece. And, uh, it's a pretty, uh, uh, dark book, <laughs> yeah. and uh, ended up writing a blues song all about it with, with oh, cool. a couple of friends that uh, played guitar.
3: You're gonna have to share it now, you know that, right?
2: I don't, it's on a videotape. something now videotapes were you like, remember it? You like DVDs. It. Yep. No, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it really was kind of like a da-da-da-da. Yeah, the
3: stereotypical. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's funny. So uh, yeah, after the song, they dance their way out. And oh, by the way, um, side note: uh, Brad loves uh, tells Chris how nice her hair is. And I gotta say, it's just something about Elizabeth Shoe's bouncy curls uh, <laughs> always appeal to me. And you know, the, she's shaking them about in the uh, ba- during the babysitting blues. And uh, I o- I almost wonder if like like she knew how well that hair looked you know
0: (laughs) she's got
3: she's got great hair yeah 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 Uh, Uh, we should talk about the mom's hair though speaking of hair her hair (laughs) was big
1: it was really big and her dress Uh also big sparkly. those
3: shoulder, like those shoulder poofs like the biggest shoulder poofs like Anne of Green Gables would have been like impressed Mm -hmm. by the Mm -hmm. the puffed sleeves oh speaking of
0: shoulder pads and and apparel I (laughs) well What was that? Why did he do that when she was like, this is my grandfather's coat and he's dead. And then he like dropped it yeah. as, as if death is contagious. <laughs> yeah.
3: The way yeah. he took or the or coat off was like yeah. really hilarious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's why it sounds like Werther's. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, after the song, they danced their way out, high-fiving everybody because they bad. and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bleak and uh, Gray didn't try to follow, but Albert stops them. Nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. Oh, I wanted to see that. (laughs) Say the
3: password. Sing the password.
2: (laughs) I hate these kids. They took (laughs) my playboy. (laughs) 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 Uh, So as they're walking along, Brad tells Chris that she should dump Mike and be with someone who actually likes her. And no matter how Sarah insists that he doesn't say it, he does it. He says, you know, be 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 with someone like him. And uh, uh, poor Brad gets, gets you know, gets laughed in his face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris has a laugh. But it's really, you know, it's, she just is established, though. He's, like, just, like, two years younger than
0: her. But, you that's know. An, that's an eternity when you're that age. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Daryl is uh, nearly getting Sorry. a date with... What?
3: Mm. It's an eternity when you're that age, but, like the dude she meets later is probably two years older than her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. um, in the, the character is um, actually the actors. Uh, she's older than him. <laughs>
3: yeah. But I'm talking about the characters, not the actors.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that doesn't count.
3: <laughs> yeah, it does.
2: The older you get, the less it counts.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: for the record, my wife is five years younger than me. <laughs> so.
0: Robin. Hey, <laughs>
2: Um. So, yeah, meanwhile, Daryl is nearly getting a date with a prostitute, and Chris finds out that she's a 17-year-old runaway, which ends up making Chris worried about Brenda. Brenda, meanwhile, has found a kitten, uh, which turns out to be a jumbo-sized sewer rat! Ah!
0: That was a fancy rat. Yeah, it
2: was. It was
3: like a
0: mouse, wasn't it?
3: <laughs> like- no, it was like a domestic... Domesticated like pet rat. Yeah. It was like a little
0: albino and, and guy. What does it matter what it is? She did like it didn't bite her when she picked it up. It probably was like it liked being held. She it was held. like but oh, it, kept petting it.
3: It was like oh, warm cuddles.
0: Oh, I like this. So it, what? What? No, why'd you uh, drop uh, me? Uh, you know, again, this is
2: you know a subtle commentary on. <laughs> You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Exactly. If she 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 didn't see the rat for being like a rat, she saw it as I don't know. I don't know what, where I'm going with this, but anyway, so Chris. It was
3: and... a nice.
0: It was a nice little ratty. That's the uh...
3: rats make great pets.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're gonna lose a
3: bunch of fans right now,
0: <laughs> but they do. <laughs> um,
2: Chris and the kids are chased onto a subway and find themselves in the middle of a turf war. Yeah.
0: There's uh, a lot of overdubbed uh, witch here. Oh, they <laughs> called her a witch. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Which I found insulting.
0: And then there was also <laughs> fool. What's of,
3: wrong with being a witch? And
0: then, <laughs> don't fool with me.
2: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And Daryl joking to Brad, you're going to let him talk to her like that? and brad tells him to watch his mouth you big city scum sucker
0: this was the, scum o- sucker. This was the only part of the movie where I, where it stretched my believability and i was like there's no way he didn't get stabbed in the gut here
2: <laughs> yeah uh he does get a knife in the foot which uh <laughs> if you notice how you know neatly that was filmed it's because it's shot in reverse yeah they're just like, uh, pulling the knife out of his foot
1: that's funny
2: uh, and a warning not to fool with the l- lords of hell. <laughs> and yeah, this is the, this is the big, this is the big F word of the movie. They, you get your, you get your F word. Yeah,
3: so it's really funny to me how they, they blocked out like words like shit and bitch and asshole. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get them all out right now and fuck. And they did not Sorry,
2: kids. They're listening.
3: F word. And, <laughs> uh, but they didn't, Bleep out Jesus Christ! They say Jesus Christ, <laughs> and I was like, "Really?
0: Oh, that's interesting." Yeah.
3: <laughs> I thought that the you know like the
2: religious people would have been all up in that, but
0: mm-hmm. don't know. I think you it's
2: more like you can bleep me out, to, Robin. Are you going to? It has me? to do something. No, I'm not going to bleep you out. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Can I... I'm going to I'm going to uh, dub you out, and I'm going to have Matt do all the words that are safe. <laughs> and yeah. your your voice will suddenly turn into Matt's. No, I'm not going to do that. Um,
0: Fool. Fool. Sure. Banana. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Zampier. <laughs> this was like another huge part of the movie. And I don't know if it was in the trailer or just because I was a kid watching this PG-13 movie and they said the F word. And when Chris grabs a knife and tells him not to fool <laughs> with the babysitter, uh, that was huge. And it was always a huge like uh, laugh line. I don't know if it was... Like, suggested that in the trailers, uh, because you obviously couldn't say the F word in the trailers. But I remember this line was like huge don't
0: Mm. F with the babysitter. I Uh, wonder if they used the fool line in the trailer,
2: yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, we did listen to the trailer earlier, we'll we'll see. Uh, in the past, (laughs) uh, so of course, they now think that she's a crazy woman. And like, ooh, girl, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> they let her off the little, let them off the trail train. Uh, so yeah, the, the, was that the Warriors reference? There, the, the I, two
0: gangs they on look, the subway. Yeah, they look like the Warriors with their <laughs> with their red leather vests. Yes.
2: Uh, so yeah, luckily they get right off at the stop that has the hospital. Um, meanwhile, Brenda is trying to pay for a hot dog with a check. Which leads I love to the this scene. hilarious exchange. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I'm not sure if it was, I, I, I guess it, 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 they wouldn't have censored this, right? Nope. He goes, You slip me the cash, I slip you the wiener. She yeah. says, I don't have any cash. And he says, Well, I don't have a wiener. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Which, you know, I mean, even as an, an adult, you're like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, at the hospital, Brad gets one stitch, uh, but through a dice.
0: hilarious. And then dies. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the Dodger tells Chris that her friend is dead, which causes Chris (laughs) to faint. Uh, And uh, when Brad appears, everybody hugs him, and they bring Chris around, who says that she had the worst nightmare. And uh, I'm not sure if that seemed at all familiar to you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Back to the Future?
2: Back to the Future too. she does that that exact same faint uh, two years later, and then wakes up and
0: says that exact same line. (laughs) Oh, wow. You mean when she like meets herself? Yes. And one screams, I'm young. And the other screams, I'm old.
2: <laughs> but that whole like, oh, the, the eyes yeah. rolling back and then falling right. Like stiff. She
0: she does this thing where she like
2: stiffens up and falls over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> does, does it she's exactly like of, she's like one of those fainting goats. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, I don't know if Robert Zemeckis was like, do the babysitter line. <laughs> Okay. Don't F but no, not that one. (laughs) Uh all right, so at the hospital they run into now fugitive, handsome John Pruitt, uh, who says the car is at Dawson's garage, uh, but they now have to pay for the tire, which costs fifty bucks. So uh they run down the road from the hospital and suddenly end up at a frat house, um which has a a professional R and D band playing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Nobody gets out of this house until they sing the R and (laughs) B.
2: These guys are uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Uh, they've been around since the uh, mid-70s. Uh, Johnny is known as the godfather of the New, of the New Jersey sound. Uh, oh. What he's doing in Chicago at a frat house, I have no idea. <laughs> mm. Personal favor to a friend, probably. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, some of this movie, the some of the scenes are filmed in Chicago and some of them are filmed in Toronto. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why. Maybe it was cheaper, but probably. Yeah. So one frat guy, uh, the blonde curly hair immediately thinks that Chris is miss March and tries to get her autograph. Hmm. And, uh, Chris now finally, this point in the movie, Chris finally sees her double in the, the playboy and faints. No, she doesn't. faint. (laughs) (laughs) She's completely appalled though.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: I just want to point out this frat boy with the playboy. uh, uh, He is played by David Simpkins. I don't know if you guys recognize that name at all. I I, do. But
0: but I don't know him. I I recognize that name. You should.
2: Uh, He did write and produce this movie. (laughs) So so the writer of the movie, this movie, is that frat guy. Oh, my (laughs) God. He's pretty young. Yeah, and then he goes on to help write and produce The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah! That's why it's familiar.
2: Uh, and, and folks have no idea, uh, Matt and Mel used to host a podcast called Intro to Briscoe, where they went through The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr. One minute at a time. No, I'm sorry. No, one episode at a time.
3: <laughs> exactly one minute at a time. We have a lot of time in our lives.
2: <laughs> uh, so is that is that...
0: A, podcast still out there i These believe things? it is yeah okay good you look that up it, folks you can find it on itunes at least
2: yeah uh you can uh and, and i'm sure dvd sets out there pretty cheap i'm sure yeah. know, catch up. uh all right so that's when we run into a very toast college guy named dan mm.
1: <laughs> so dreamy yeah.
2: uh so dan's played by george newburn um George was in Father the Bride 1 and 2 as the groom of the bride of the father. Hmm. Yeah. And uh he also was on scandal years later. Um I know him as the voice of Superman from the Justice League cartoons. Oh uh, really? Justice League, and Justice League are Unlimited that's Superman. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, Tim Daly was voicing Superman and then he couldn't he he was like starring on uh, a reboot of the Fugitive on CBS. And uh-huh. so they recast Superman's voice as George Newbern. Cool. Um, as a kid, I didn't like Dan, uh, and I distinctly remember thinking of him as Frogface. I would just call him Frogface. It's just something about Bro, those those milky blue boyfriend. eyes. What? The br- there's just a w- weird contrast between those milky, like those milky blue eyes, and his uh, brown hair. It just his face seemed so frog like and i apologize to george because he is superman and i you know
0: <laughs> shout out to george <laughs> i think he's better looking than her original boyfriend <laughs> but not as good looking as uh joe 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 joe, is joe. Just, what's his name joe
3: is just delightful <laughs> he's got twinkly eyes and i love him
0: yeah yeah no, he, has a, he has a kind smile
3: yes
2: i remember watching these movies in the 80s and there would always be the girl and the the best friend like um, the the obvious example is the pretty in pink you know the and I would always be brooding like for Ducky, like Ducky has got to get the girl at the end of the movie. Uh, Or, um, uh, well, uh, some kind of wonderful, uh, I don't know if you guys know that movie, but that, that was an excuse for John Hughes to almost rewrite pretty in pink and let the quote unquote nerd get the, the, or the best bestie get the, get the, it's the guy in the end, not the girl. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of flip it and then change it. But so I would I I remember as a kid being like, it's weird, but clearly Brad loves her the most. <laughs> so <laughs> she should be with Brad. Yeah, <laughs> <in the laughs> somehow it, it is weird still. But um so when I see Dan, I'd be like, oh, here we go. This is Blaine from uh, Pretty and Pink again.
1: This is
2: <laughs> <laughs> the safe, boring choice. Safe, boring. Yeah. Good looking. Nice guy.
1: <laughs>
2: um. And, yeah, Chris uh, uh, immediately ends up, like, slow dancing with him to a little of Southside Johnny's, uh, you know, jams. And, uh, and b- poor Brad. He's just standing off staring. And I was just like, dude, I've been there. Brad, <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: it's weird because it's like you feel sad. And then there's some points where you're like, stop being so creepy.
1: about. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like you that way. Still, yeah. Get over it.
1: <laughs>
3: you, you know what he does look like he's happy for her though yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: um yeah because like we had have, we had this moment where like he's really quiet and not saying anything as they're talking to dan and then after daryl's like he's cool he's cool right and brad's like yeah he's cool, he's cool. Uh, but uh Oh, uh during the slow dance scene, if you notice, uh Andrew Shue is dancing with a girl right next to uh,
0: I did <laughs> not notice. Does he just follow his sister around all in <laughs> yes? Minutes?
2: Yep. Uh, you gotta wait for the other shoe to drop whenever you watch an Elizabeth Shoe joint. Uh,
0: uh,
2: uh come on, that's a funny joke. And I'm then always does. Yeah. funny joke. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Daryl gets in trouble with hanging out with a frat guy's flirtatious girlfriend. Um And we get also a hilarious aside where Sarah, in her wing hat, runs into a frat bro with a horn hat, and they just give each other a thumbs up.
0: I love that. (laughs) He's like, so, well, cool, somebody else with (laughs) headgear. Yeah. Uh,
2: So, yeah, Dan uh, gives Chris $45 uh, and a ride to Dawson's garage where he doesn't actually get uh, Chris's number or anything like that. They just kind of say goodbye to each other. And uh, so uh, at Dawson's Garage, we meet the proprietor of the garage, Mr. Dawson, whose grand entrance convinces Sarah that he is
0: the mighty Thor in his secret identity. How come our mutual friend Claire never told me that Vincent D'Onofrio was in the Marvel Universe before playing the (laughs) Kingpin?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I'm certain I love this movie so much that I'm certain when we covered Daredevil on the Defenders podcast, by the way, I'm just going to shut that up when we were covered. I guarantee I brought it up at least once. Probably. Guaranteed.
0: I don't remember, though.
2: And we did, we even talked about the those Incredible Hulk TV movies where Thor was on it and yeah. it was right around the same time as this movie was out. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sarah uh, immediately pledges allegiance to him. Uh, and then tells uh, Mr. Dawson that Brad called him a weirdo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or
2: the other word, if you have the unedited. What? Uh,
0: That's the worst thing anybody, anybody could call me. I'm going to bash you your head. A weirdo. Head? Uh,
2: this irritates him, especially since they're short $5. He tells these kids to get lost. This confuses Sarah, who thinks that it's because he's not wearing his special helmet. So she <laughs> offers him hers. <laughs> says that he's her hero.
0: Aw. He melts, he melts his heart. <laughs> and then we find out he's got one at home. I don't, yeah. know if that's, I don't know if that's a lie he told her so she could keep it or what. No, it's because he's the mighty Thor and <laughs> it's a secret identity is working as a car guy. <laughs> and then they walk away and I never realized how tall Vincent D'Onofrio is. Right? Yeah.
2: This is uh, right around the time when – the exact same year as uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket. And what? Really? I thought he was yeah. like kind of fat in that. He was, yeah. I don't know. what. Uh, maybe he just lost so much of weight in the meantime between, you know, whichever. Uh, maybe uh, – you know, Full Metal Jacket is uh, – they probably spent quite a long time filming that, but he is only in – spoilers – the first half of the movie. Um, yeah. So – uh, and of course, you know I'm not going to go out through all his credits, but he's great. And uh, of course, we know him as Kingpin, and it's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome as that. I mean, if there's any besides besides Charlie Cox and you know uh, maybe Luke Cage, Jessica Jones coming back in the MCU, I would love to have Vincent D'Onofrio be given another chance as Kingpin in like an MCU movie. Yeah, but. Uh, at the train station, Brenda steals her glasses back. Who knows how, because she can't see, uh, but she found them.
0: (laughs) I felt bad for the homeless lady. I'm like, she can finally see you can buy new glasses.
2: (laughs) Uh, she's chased by the bag lady who then stops to yell at the old guy to get out of her house. (laughs) Turf wars. So, uh, we go back to Chris and the kids and they discover that Mike is at the French restaurant with another girl. Um, as they're rushing in, they run into a major d'. Did this major d' look at all familiar to either of you?
0: I didn't look at him that hard, so <laughs> yeah, no. I, know. <laughs> uh,
2: I have really avoided just announcing everything because, you know, people know me, know that I'm a huge, I'm a huge X-Files fan deep down. Um mm-hmm. And uh, I have avoided not naming every single X Files role each of these actors have been in, <laughs> but I, I cannot help to mention that this Major D is played by uh, Yap uh, Bro- Breaker, uh, who played the stupendous Yappi in the episodes Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose and Jose Chung's From Outer Space, the stupendous Yappi, the man with the amazing eyebrows. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember Mel liking that character, but I can't remember the character. <laughs>
2: He was the psychic he was he was like the like the infomercial psychic um yeah called, I can't being called the crime scenes um wow i can't believe you forgot that tv character wow <laughs> uh all right so sarah is looking through the window of a toy store she wanders off um and ends up getting chased by bleak and Graydon. she runs towards her parents office building she recognizes it and uh, meanwhile chris and the boys realize she might be there too uh, so Sarah, it gets chased up
0: to a floor that's under construction. I'm glad she wasn't stupid enough to get in the car when they asked her to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, she's stupid
2: enough to go up to a uh, an entire office building's floor and realize the only way to get away is climbing out a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then know. the
3: bad and then the bad guys are like, she's in there and she's all alone. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, Mom, Dad, where are you? <laughs> I was seriously getting Home Alone flashbacks there. <laughs>
2: yeah. The strange thing is she hits the two floors uh, just randomly. The first floor is actually her parents' office party. And then two floors up is uh, is this uh, uh, floor that's under construction. So how she didn't end up at her parents' office party to begin with is beyond me.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like the door opened. She didn't get off, and then she took the next one. <laughs> Kept going. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, uh, I, I did she, like the I did like the uh, the fact that they tracked her down, which floor she was on, based on the chocolate smears. Chocolate, on the yeah. <laughs> mm. Uh.
2: Yeah, and of course, you know, she gets her cape ripped off as she's going into the building. So that's how they know to go into the building. Poor janitor uh, just gets punched. Was it a? Janitor? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a janitor. This guy just steamed back in the floor, <laughs> punched right out. Yeah, um, yeah, I swear this is the exact same building they used in The Dark Knight. Is it? I I swear because they filmed in Chicago. They it had one of those curvy. Well, it's glass. not like
0: the Chrysler Building or anything, is
2: it? I don't know. I forget. I didn't really look up look look up the locations that much
1: no. because
2: I was constantly going back and forth. Being because like the Silver Dollar Room, that's in Toronto, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just oh wow. Places. Like why? Why did they? Okay, weird. Um, but this is definitely in Chicago.
3: So they filmed uh, like all over the place for this movie, then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, so. Uh, bleak and is at the party and Chris and the boys are at the party and Chris ends up wearing a big fur coat as a disguise. And I was waiting for someone to be like, Oh, Miss March is here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then she bleak finds her and then, you know, hijinks and she's where he gets his legs tied together by a power cord. And yeah, then we see Sarah right outside the window, which is really scary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but so they scramble up to the uh, construction floor and they pull her up. Uh, but then they're confronted by Joe, who says he just needs the playboy. And then he sweetly uh-huh. tells Chris that Miss March doesn't even compare to Chris. Oh, <laughs> and then they run off together. That's, <laughs> that's how that's, it should have ended.
0: That's
3: how I pictured it ending. But then But she can't
0: because of classism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just out of your league. That's OK. I ran <laughs>
3: off with a instead. <laughs> <ed. laughs>
0: I have to this what would Andrew McCarthy stand-in.
2: <laughs> uh, Joe does punch out Bleak and then and agrees, agrees with the other him.
0: guy hanging on the side of the building who's surely going to die.
2: <laughs> did you see uh, the after credit scene?
0: You oh no! I, I, I waited to see if there was one, but well, I you mean, know, I did right
2: wait at the one. end of the credits where you see Graydon just still standing out there and no. he's crying. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! <Holy laughs> we'll have to go back. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is where, yeah, Joe punches out bleak, and then he says to Chris that he agrees that babysitting is dangerous. Paid off that line. Um, all right, so Chris and the kids pick Brenda up. She falls asleep on Daryl, who creepily tries to look under her jacket. Ugh, shame on you, Daryl. Mm. Um, they race home, uh, passing the Andersons. And uh, th- yeah, this is very th- – like this film like stinks of Ferris Bueller <laughs> so much, yeah. and this is definitely one of those things where it's like they're racing by. The parents are right next to their car, and they all duck down.
0: Which came first?
2: I think Ferris Bueller came first. Oh, okay. I think it was like 86. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the kids and Chris agree this is the greatest night of their life. Uh, Chris leaves, and Dan shows up to return a roller skate that Sarah left behind, which was strangely tagged with her home address.
0: One roller skate, he seems <laughs> like the, the kind of kid who would do that <laughs> put her address on everything. Yes, I know, but, just like a, it's like a luggage tag hanging off roller skates, like that. <laughs> it yeah, like yeah that it I, should have been a sticker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the Ferris uh, Bueller thing, that was Chicago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like there's a lot of Chicago movies in the 80s and 90s, and then there just isn't anymore. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, John Hughes really brought it
2: with, like, there's so much Chicago. And then, um, you know, John Landis as well with, like, uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah. Um, but... I miss Chicago so, movies. I almost assume that, like... Chris Columbus and uh, David Simpkins were like, you know, this seems like a John Hughes esque movie, so let's. I mean, what better place to stage it than in Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, Dan says he's looking for a babysitter. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Sarah bells at them to kiss, and then Brad slowly closes the shades.
0: <laughs> slowly. To be continued. And <laughs> don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> going to kill. Get- <laughs> The unofficial
2: sequel. Uh, There is a bit of unofficial sequels to this movie. Uh, They did try to get a TV show off the ground uh, with a pilot movie uh, for Adventures of Babysitting. Uh, uh, I don't know the girl that was going to play Chris, but they had uh, Joey Lawrence playing Brad and Brian Austin Green playing Daryl. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that didn't work out. And then they rebooted the movie in uh, 2016 as a Disney Ooh. Channel original movie.
0: Ooh, uh, I was, bet it sucks. I,
2: I, I was really hoping you guys were going to accidentally click on it <laughs> and be like, are we be watching this."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: it, of course, just like all great reboots, uh, rebranding is they just make uh, a new movie with the same esque plots and they title it with the same exact title. <laughs> it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Uh, when they do that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually caught this on Disney channel. My kids were watching it. It starred like some of their favorite Disney people. Um, and it really, it's like about two competing babysitters who are first forced to work together and, uh, like go into the city and find one of the kids they lost track of or something like that. And, uh, yeah, the big quote from the movie is don't mess with the babysitter. And, uh, when the babysitter's, uh, go up on stage. They end up singing a, a song together, and it's called "We're the Babysitters."
1: <laughs>
2: Sounds terrible. It was, and I didn't like actually sit and watch that entire movie. I I remember walking in, and, and it was just on the 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 Babysitter Blues esque theme.
0: Uh, I feel scene. bad and, for today's generation with the they don't have the 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 classic films. Yeah, like that's not going to be a classic when they grow up. I know. <laughs>
2: I also feel bad where it's like, you know, as parents, you're like, you gotta watch the karate kid or like adventures of baby saying, watch ghostbusters. And they, go, you know, they go on their own to find these movies. <laughs> like, yeah, I love Melissa McCarthy. I'm like, no, I, I mean, sure. But wasn't that what I was talking about. <laughs> and I am not a ghost bro. I'm just saying <laughs> she just called it like ghostbusters, the new generation. Or <laughs> I watched the thing, but it wasn't that great. Oh
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: All right, well, uh, that's it for uh, Adventures of Babysitting, unless you guys
0: have anything else to say about it. <laughs> no, it was delightful. Uh, I'm so glad I, you guys liked it. I, mm-hmm. I, I would have given it a 10 out of 10, if, if not for those couple of things we mentioned. So it loses 0. 0.5 for homophobia and 0. 0.5 for classism. Really? So
3: Only 0.5? 9
0: out of 10. I just, I still really enjoyed it. So I, I feel bad going to eight. <laughs>
3: they did, they did remedy this, the situation by overdubbing it, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: But so I think, I point.
3: do think they over, overdubbed it in some well, sense. They over,
0: overdubbed it?
2: Over,
3: overdubbed it. <laughs> like overdid the overdubbing. <laughs> well, I,
1: <Sorry>.
2: I don't <laughs> know. In a, in a way, I'm like, I'm kind of glad. I almost feel like, like this is a movie I'd love to show to my kids, uh, except for the, Awkward stuff. I mean, there's still like the sexual stuff that maybe I don't really want to. It'll really. fly
3: over their heads. Don't worry about it.
2: I guess so. It's like, oh, it's a nudie magazine.
0: <laughs> oh, like, what's that? Every
2: they keep opening the Daddy, magazine, and Daddy everyone's like,
0: Playboy. And everyone's like, "Whoa!" But it's just like a tasteful shot of just her shoulder. Yeah,
3: it's, it's tasteful. Tasteful boob.
0: Like she's completely covered. She's just exposing her shoulder, and everyone. Yeah acts like that page is so scandalous. <laughs> yeah, Whoa! That's, not a that's not a centerfold. What are you doing? <laughs> uh,
2: uh, yeah. So our next project will, uh, will is now officially adventures, Min babysitting. So uh, tune in for that. We'll be talking about adventures in babysitting one minute at a time. No, uh, no. <laughs> T- someone else can do it. Sure. Sure. We've opened up. I mean, obviously we've opened up so much interest in the movie. Uh, again, <laughs> And uh, there'll be
0: seriously, there. though, if you if you're like me and you've never seen it, uh, check it out. It's worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't describe every single bit, bit bit of dialogue or every single scene in
2: detail. So, no. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I uh, want to let people know that next week uh, is on Monday will be our last episode into if, before our hiatus and uh for that episode we will be watching um all sorts of uh short parody videos music videos oh uh, just, just commercials
3: odd, odd. oh i'm into it
2: <laughs> fun yeah oddities of the internet and tv and you know all about the karate kid it'll actually be about the karate kid this time <laughs> yeah uh, but in a way, it won't. It'll be all this different stuff that was inspired by it. So we're gonna go through that, and I will. I promise, you know, if you're interested in watching along, um, I will have very detailed uh, show notes on where you can find these. Mostly, it's all on YouTube, so uh, I'll have links in our show notes for that. Um, so looking forward to talking about that. I don't know how long that show is going to be like it's I, I, a lot of these things. I've just been kind of saving to watch for this episode. So it might be just us going, yeah, that was funny. All right. So the yeah. next one is, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, and, uh, and then we'll be taking a little break. And I think, I think in the summer, I'm not going to give an exact date. Uh, I think in the summer, we're probably going to start be at least recording Karate Kid 2. Um, and with the release date, uh, in to be announced in the future. Uh, okay. I think that's it. And, uh, oh, uh, email us karatekidminute at gmail.com. Follow us. Look for karatekidminute minute on, uh, your Twitters, your Facebooks, your Instagrams. And of course, want to give another shout out, uh, to Twin Peaks podcast, uh, premiering, re-premiering on <laughs> YouTube.
0: Yeah. Check it out. If you like Twin Peaks and you like hearing people go on through Twin Peaks for the first time, uh, we did that 10 years ago. (laughs) Now, what if somebody reboots, what if somebody reboots and it just calls it the Twin Peaks podcast? I I think that's happened already. It happened. Uh, It happened when, when I was doing the Twin Peaks podcast and I had to send them uh, a polite email being like, uh, Hey, I've already got that name. So they changed their name. I can't (laughs) can't remember which one that was. There's like a bazillion Twin Peaks podcasts now. (laughs) Well, that, uh, uh, podcast you like is coming back <laughs>
2: in, I forget what the rest of the quote is. In, <laughs> in style. People. In style. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should go, but uh, oh, we're forgetting one more thing. Um, ain't nobody leaving this podcast without sick of the blues. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: Mel, do
3: it.
1: It <laughs> sounds like a home improvement thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no,
2: no, that was not. All right, we're. We'll... That's
0: not the blues.
3: That's the crappiest blues ever. I apologize, audience. I apologize.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to all,
0: to all, one of you. Tim Collins, the
2: <laughs> Thanks for bringing the show to a new low. <laughs> Now we're going to be forced to do a Big Trouble Minute. Uh,
1: oh, no. <laughs> uh, all
2: right. And until next time.
1: I got the blues. Well, then
2: I don't have a wiener.
0: <laughs>
1: Some guys are out to get us.
0: And Brenda's probably dead. We ain't got a nickel. And they should be in bed. And you ought to look
1: watching these guys I've got the baby
3: sitting blue